gone tripping. Well, let's do this. Let's just go right into it. Cool. Love it. Welcome to Gone Trippin' Podcast. Hey, guys. Yeah. Welcome, travelers. How has everybody's week been? <laughs> As always, we got Cam and Ren. Hello, guys. And, uh, yeah. And y- you might notice that our audio is way better, yeah. or it might be way worse, but yeah. we've changed it since the last time. So <laughs> exactly. let us know what you think. Yeah, uh, I think it's probably uh, going to be better. Right, right. Now we both have our own mics, so I'm not trying to fight Ren for audio uh, dominance. Exactly, exactly. You shouldn't have any cutouts this time. Right, right. Yeah, uh, that was awful. We got backup recording, so yes. that's always good. Yes, we're, we're recording onto I, the camera up there, and also another thing, we got... We got Wires everywhere. It's very not nature, but yeah. we're going to try to bring it back to nature. Exactly. <laughs> we definitely went from uh, working out of a cardboard box to <laughs> right, half, right. halfway studio. Halfway, here, so, halfway yeah. studio. So we should be good to go here. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and get our drink for oh, the day. Oh, yeah, huh? drink of the day. So what is it? All right. Oh, Stewart's, Stewart's Orange and Cream. Orange and Cream. Nice. We gotta show that to the YouTube people. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, sorry for the dead silence. Um, yeah, Showing it so, off for the uh, Stewart's. viewers. Have you ever had Stewart's before? I don't think so. Okay, so Stewart's is one of my favorites. I'm really excited though. This is made with cane sugar. Yes, and I it, always like yes. sodas with cane sugar. So, so they are made with cane sugar. Um, they have a lot of uh, interesting flavors. Uh, they have your root beer, black cherry, uh, the orange cream. Orange and cream is really good. But they also have one with key lime. That is key lime. Yeah, it's a key lime pie. That sounds and it's delicious. And interesting. I, yeah, and I actually think it's uh, going to be on the pipeline here soon. So oh, okay. So you will have that opportunity here soon. But yeah, this is orange and cream. Looks like you're able to open it yourself. That's good. Uh, <laughs> offer my services. What know. What is that supposed <laughs> to mean? <laughs> yeah, not, nothing, nothing at all. I I think he's insinuating something, people. I'm not insinuating anything. I think it's obvious. Um. <laughs> That's got a funky taste. Yeah. So it's a little bit of orange. Yeah. Huh. And then vanilla cream. I definitely get the creamsicle. Yeah. The creamsicle for sure. Yes. It's very much a sweet. Yeah. Very sweet. Creamsicle. Very sweet. Ah. Yeah. Sorry for the extra refreshing sound. (laughs) That was really good. No, we got got good sound bites. Yes. We can uh, start (laughs) implementing our other marketing ideas. No, for sure. Stewart's uh, hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> so drink of the day, Stewart's orange and cream. Lovely. Yeah. No, so that'll be uh, good to keep our whistles wet as we discuss. Uh, it's important. It's important for every podcast episode, and it's important for uh, every road trip. Yeah, it is. It is. Got to keep hydrated. Sure. Well, there's nothing better than a bottled soda. Yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. I think the glass, yeah. something about plastic. I mean, I think plastic is fine, it, but. Plastic it, is great. It does something to the, uh, the I flavor. Wouldn't, I wouldn't take uh, uh, glass out when you're hiking and different things. But true, true. Yes. But, uh, yeah. It has its places. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bottled soda usually stays cold. It's got a different cool to it than like a canned soda. Right. Um, and the flavor's better. Absolutely. It, uh, there's no aluminum taste. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fan of fountain drinks. Like something about like them mixing it right then. Right then and there. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm a huge fan of fountain drinks. Well, okay, so that's where uh you get out west. Oh. Yes, I'm out west. Very interesting they to hear have, this. Uh, first time I ever heard of it or saw it was in Utah and I think that's where it started. <laughs> was Utah. So we'll just go with Not that. many things have started yeah. in Utah. Uh, 
uh, sorry, <laughs> fry sauce, uh, also oh. known as. I'm about to get knowledge, Don. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, mayo chup that uh, Heinz just came out with a week ago that uh, went over all over the internet. Do I want to ask? It's mayonnaise and ketchup mixture. Um, that sounds gross. Yeah, no, it's actually it's been <laughs> a staple for like I don't know 80 years mm. in Utah, Idaho. Um, California has their version of it as far as for their uh, burgers for like In-N-Out Burger. Sure, sure. Um, I, I mean, I feel like mayonnaise and ketchup is like something they do with like most burgers, like yeah, fast yeah. food places. Well, anyway. yeah, so like McDonald's had the and their special sauce. Right, you know? just mayo and, and ketchup. That's what we call special <laughs> sauce. But it's, there's like a Thousand Island and some people compare it to Thousand Island. But everybody has their vo- own version of fry sauce or special sauce. Sure. But it's a pink color to it. Um, Dairy Queen in Idaho had a really good version of it. it had buttermilk in it. Dairy um, wait, Dairy Queen had their own version of a mayo this, ketchup. Oh, oh yeah, so like it's everywhere. You can go huh. to any place. You can go to uh, Carl's Jr., which is Hardee's, right, west, right, west side of the states. Um, you can go in there and ask for a fry sauce or special sauce, and they know exactly what you're talking about, and they give wow. it to you. But you, I mean, the first time I ever realized that I was in a bubble was when I was 19 years old and I was in Iowa and uh, we had, went to the Dairy Queen and, you know, I grew up going to Dairy Queen in Boise all the time and I could always get fry sauce. And so I got my food and I was like, oh, I need to get some fry sauce. So I went up and I said, hey, can I get some fry sauce? And the girl just looked at me like I was stupid and said, <laughs> uh, ketchup? Oh, like, man. Oh, like special sauce. And she's like, um barbecue sauce <laughs> like no fry sauce and she just looked at me and i was like yeah like well she mayo. didn't know that you were a sauce she, man yeah exactly she well, didn't and, know you were a connoisseur <laughs> well she obviously wasn't right but, yeah uh, she had no clue what i was talking about and so i was like yeah like the ketchup mayo mix and she's like uh we don't we have ketchup and mayo we could give you and i was like oh and that's when i learned that uh yeah, that you were. I, um, I, I grew up in a bubble, and right. I, you know, it was a good bubble to grow up. Right, have special sauce whenever I wanted it. But uh, yeah, now, uh, so it does the body good? Shout out to my uh, <laughs> northern listeners. Um, I'm on the blue cheese train myself. Uh, I will basically put blue cheese on anything. Oh, blue cheese is delicious. Okay, good. I was. I, I it, thought we were gonna have to end no, the podcast episode so too if you were to say thing, blue cheese wasn't good. Here's <laughs> the funny thing about blue cheese and horseradish that oh. I determined that. Um, you're not fully an adult or you're, you know, <laughs> people say, uh, like medical has shown that your, when your brain doesn't fully develop till you're like tw- in your 25. Yeah. 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 Till your mid twenties. And so like, I, I hope mine's still developing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't feel like I, I kind of, cause I grew up, I did not like blue cheese. I did not like horseradish. Oh, and then all I of a sudden one day it just clicked when I was right, like 26. Right. Oh, that's and, interesting. And I'm like, okay, so maybe your brain isn't fully developed. Until you like blue cheese. Until you like blue cheese, <laughs> horseradish. Well, I am definitely a fan <laughs> of this theory. I definitely yes. full-heartedly believe it, it. Well, and back to the original, uh, I mean, as you can tell, we'll go off on tangents. Yeah, back sorry. To the uh, fountain drinks, in Utah. Yes, yes, fountain drinks in Utah. Jeez, you're right. We did go on a crazy went, tangent. Big rabbit hole. We just went down. But uh, yeah, so now the, people are thinking of fountain drinks and blue cheese together. Yeah, it's, oh, it's good. Burger, blue cheeseburger with fountain drink. There oh, you go, right. We yeah. just hide it all in there. There we go. So, but yeah, so Utah, uh, they had a, a place called uh, So Delicious was the first one I ever went to, and. It burst off into a bunch of different kiosks, basically like uh, snow cone shacks just on the side of the road that you can drive through coffee shops. 
type deal. But you go through there, and it's basically fountain drinks, and you get all different kind of mixtures, and they put, like, you know, funky names with them, um, Fuzzy Navel, um, <laughs> different things like that. But, like, Mountain Dew with real raspberry puree in it. Ooh, um, man. And different things like that. So they mix these drinks. But That's awesome. Drinks, so you get it just like you like it. Right, but it's but a unique you, thing each yeah, time. Wow. Like, so they have a now bunch I'm a, of, That's Yeah, so – That's yeah. a road trip destination right there <laughs> for me. Exactly. That would be a game changer. So I think um, – if you got out there, that's something that you would love. Yeah, um, it's a big, it's a big hit for moms out there. Uh, moms, for moms specifically, yeah, like for moms specifically, they oh, because they can bring their kids and their kids well, get their yeah, favorite it's drink. Like they, you know, they run the kids to school. They swing by instead of getting their coffee, they're getting their uh, so delicious. Soda oh man! And the sugar cookies are Ooh. like that thick. And my fingers are see now. I'm a huge fan of sugar cookies too. This place might be a ma- like made yeah, for me. Yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> and uh, yeah, their frosted sugar cookies are pretty dang good too. But yeah, so when you're out west, so delicious. Nice. Uh, wow. The big one. There's a bunch of other ones like Soda Stop, um, but they're. It's not like you walk into these places. It's a drive-through kiosk. Oh, nice, and, nice, nice. Uh, really cool business model but oh before i forget yes we had a shout out that we wanted to do oh yes uh yes. and i don't know if you're still listening and i don't even know your gender but sylvia mason was our first ever uh podcast <laughs> listener on soundcloud <laughs> yes. and i think still only uh, but we'll get there we'll yeah. get there we're getting yeah. popular no sylvia sure. mason's gonna tell all of his or her friends well i mean that's not bad for not being Right. We, published yeah. anything right. Or, These are more for people to go back and listen to how horrible we were when we started. <laughs> we, we figured we'd get a couple in there before we started promoting. Right, right. Especially when you see the difference between episode one. Right. Uh, the the, vo- the uh, audio. Yeah. The quality just, I mean, <laughs> the, skyrocketed. The audio quality, the audio quality <laughs> from here on out. Should, right. Mean, this is a huge leap uh, that we're going from one to episode two. Right. Um, I mean, we think we haven't listened to episode two yet. So right. We'll but, but right now I'm able to actually see that we're not, uh, cutting in and out yeah, audio wise. So. Exactly. And I can hear you. Right. Like, and I can I, hear you. Yeah. It's like you're right ears, in my ear. In our ears. Yes. So whispering. That's pretty awesome. Me. Well, <laughs> so, uh, we figured today we're going to have our guest, uh, Tim Welch. Tim Welch. Yeah. Excited buddy, for that. A buddy of mine. Uh, we've gone on many adventures together. Um, he lives out in Spokane, Washington, and uh, he's going to join us here a little later. But uh, before we get into that, we were, so let's talk some news. Yeah, travel news. Yeah. Am I taking the reins first? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay, this one I am particularly excited about um, because, again, this is like right up my alley. Oh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> I just bumped the mic. That's the first time. <laughs> we're still, still learning the, how to use these things. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very different having something like floating in front of your face. I, I know, exactly. <laughs> it's not something I'm used to. I also have to like figure out a good way to grab the soda because yeah, it's like it's on like, the other side of the arm. drink it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm like really trying down. not to breathe heavy into it. So uh, <sighs> let us know if that, that uh, yeah. happens. <laughs> Comment. Um, so a meteorologist by the name of Brian Brett Schneider. I'm hoping I'm getting that last name right. It's extremely long. Um, mapped out a route. That basically the whole route is 70 degrees weather. <laughs> so it's, it's, I mean, and uh, for the video, we'll, we'll try to get like the map up at this point. Yeah. Um, but you start January 1st, you start at the very bottom of Texas. I mean, like basically right into Mexico. And you spend January through April kind of, you know, weaving in and out in Texas, basically. 
But then April 1st, you're basically all the way to where we are, the tip of Virginia, kind of the base of uh, Maryland uh, around May 1st. June 1st, you're going up to uh, Minnesota. And then July 1st, you're going all the way up to Alaska. Oh, goodness. Yeah, like all the way up the Canadian uh, uh, West Coast there. Well, so I have two thoughts about this thing. Yeah. So one, you you sent this to me over the weekend. Yes. I did. I was so excited about it. He called dibs. Yes. I didn't want him to see it also and (laughs) want to do it because I I love 70 degree weather. (laughs) I'm such a baby. I showed it to my wife who is an Arizona girl Mm. and it just dying when it's not over 70 degrees. Right. She goes, that's my road trip. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's a really cool road trip. I mean, you could see it here. You. After you come down from Alaska, you go uh, Washington, and you're you just tease into California. But September first, around that time, you're you're bumping across, and you go across. I mean, you hit all your oh, favorite yeah. spots right oh, there. Yeah, exactly, all that Northwest. Um, and then, uh, and then November first, you're back in Texas, kind of the top of Texas, and then uh, you end the year in California. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great little road trip. A lot of that on the end, that end part. Yeah, the, uh, for sure. Well, it's 13,235 miles. Yeah, it is uh, extremely <laughs> long. I mean, and, uh, it's year-round. It's yeah, for it's a whole a, trip. 365 days. So if you're working remote and it doesn't matter where you are and you're looking yeah. to just constantly travel, then uh, I say do this for a trip well, because... Well, and he, yeah, I, I got some friends who, uh, like three or four different sets of friends who are doing uh, a year living abroad in Thailand. Oh, oh, that's really cool. And uh, I'm like, that would be cool. But yeah. I think this would be just as cool. To be I bet like, 70 degrees is cold <laughs> yeah, for them. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think this could be another yeah. thing that would be cool to do. He did um is... he did another one that's linked in the article, and you'll see it on the subreddit after the show. Um, is that the one that hit, like, every state? Uh, it's uh, if you want to stay, like, in the bottom 48. So if you specifically want to stay just in the continental United States, he has, like, a 9,000-mile one that kind of does the same thing. Um but oh, you finished already? Jeez! Yes, pounded I, it. <laughs> um, but I, <laughs> I'm saying go up to Alaska if you can when it's 70 degrees. That oh, sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the funny mis- uh, misnomer about Alaska. Right. It's not cold all the time. Yeah. No. I, I I had a friend. His last name was Fairbanks, but he wasn't from Fairbanks, Alaska. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> he, he was from. What's that's where he should definitely end up. What's the other big town there? That, uh, Juneau. No. Not the stats capital. There's Fairbanks, and then there's, oh my goodness, are you kidding me? All right, wait, let's see. Will Google help us? <laughs> Alaskan cities. <laughs> this is horrible. Uh, Anchorage. Anchorage. I yes. knew it as soon as I saw it. <laughs> yeah, he's from Anchorage, but uh, his last name was Fairbanks. But he, that was like one of the things. He's like, oh yeah, no, it's super. They have their their nice weather during the year. Right. It's just shorter. <laughs> right significantly but, uh, yeah and their winters are a lot worse yeah but, uh, i think you do for the trip i was talking about you do the the most amount of driving during that period because you're basically going up through canada and then quickly getting out there yeah, before the bad weather comes back stuck <laughs> right <laughs> Very quick. it's like oh uh, yeah you're going 90 on the freeway yeah exactly right. trying well, to the, the second comment i had on it is you're saying may 1st they're supposed to be here in our area and, yeah, I know. Uh, Don't have a lot of time left. They're gonna have to pick the days because we've had like two days where it got up to eighty degrees oh. and then it dropped to forty. Those two <laughs> so. days, uh, those were the best days ever. Yes. And I'm just so sad that we're still not yet out of winter. Exactly. Because it was like snowing yesterday. Oh yeah, it was crazy. Unbelievable. <laughs> crazy. I can't believe it. But we do have some. 
it is supposed to get in the high 60s. Uh, yeah, it's supposed by, to be more or less consistent now. By next week, so, so that'll be good. But uh, we're we'll kind of in gets, spring yeah. now. So, well, in May, we'll check and see if uh, we're hitting 70s yeah. consistently. Yeah. See if Maybe we'll start trip, the road trip. Yeah, and see if this road trip Just is kidding. correct. <laughs> it's a <laughs> lot of driving. Cool. Does it say where you start that road trip again? Uh, Yeah, basically the very bottom of Texas in, very in Texas. January 1st. Okay. So should be pretty cold for everybody else. And you kind of just have to stay within Texas for the yeah. first four months <laughs> because it's just yeah. cold everywhere else. Yeah. But uh, I, I, the funniest part to me is like the areas that you avoid, basically. Like you never go into Florida, um, like Alabama, Georgia, that whole section down there. You never touch that spot because oh, it's i think it's too inco- yeah it's never well, 70 never it's 70 for like two days and then a hurricane comes through or something, yeah, it's down to like 68 right changes <laughs> the weather but i find that really interesting like the areas you actually avoid and for some reason it, you seem to completely circumnavigate colorado oh yeah oh, for sure well there's just so many elevation oh, so much elevation yeah it could be hard areas. to guarantee 70 degrees yeah yeah no utah and but yeah you you basically end the trip january 31st in san diego so if you want a really roundabout way of going from the southest part of Texas to California, then yeah. this is the way to do it. Yeah, no. Well, make sure to get that link on there in case there are people out there who want yeah, to. Yeah, like, I will definitely post that on the stuff. I can take a year off, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> and hey, I'm already in Texas exactly. or something like that. Exactly. So. It'd be kind of lame if you had to fly to the first destination, but. Well, and does it have it broken down by like? what time of year you should be on that part of the road? Because it has like the it basically. At each point, it has, like, the first of each month. So you should be here by April 1st. You should be here by May 1st oh, okay. kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, so I think it's pretty lax as far as, you know. But general idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And, like, so. and I, I bet you could more or less just take these points and make your own trip out of it, um, yeah. which is probably what I would actually recommend right. because the, the Texas <laughs> section, there's no way it's going to take you a month to get from, like, the bottom of texas to just before the bottom of texas that's true but there's <laughs> a lot of cool stuff in texas yeah yeah I, like it just it doesn't even hit austin really you uh, kind of like just drive by austin yeah. so i would say spend two weeks in austin if you're yeah, gonna be there yeah at least no for sure well that's cool well so my uh first one here is uh kind of my fun news um Oh, <laughs> did you break it? Yep, broken, <laughs> broken. Um, so this is uh, this is through foxnews.com AU, which is Australia. Oh. Um, in case you didn't know. <laughs> Wait, dot com yeah. dot a- Oh, you're right. It does say dot com dot AU. It, yeah, yeah. That's so, really lame. So this article is uh, <laughs> is a little. It's a few months old, but uh, it's still really cool. So there's a new like a terror a terrifying new terrifying tourist attraction in brazil that swallows travelers whole well so i would say it would probably be more terrifying if it didn't swallow you whole uh, yes and it only just, swallowed half of you well so th- what it is is there's a river in brazil um called the uh, pedra que engor i don't know if i said that correctly yeah so, Anybody who speaks Portuguese, let me know. Yeah, please uh, hit us up, Brazilians. Yeah, it says <laughs> it, it roughly translates to swallow rock. So it's this part of this river where uh, it cascades, a little cascaded uh, uh, waterfall, and there's a section where the water comes between these two big rocks, and you literally go in feet first through these rocks, and it sucks you in. And when you 
come out, you're stuck into this like rock cavern. Wow, like uh, totally covered. Or? Totally covered. Wow. So you're underneath. That's like straight out of like a spy movie. Yeah, they so, always like swim in those pipes <laughs> and then they end up in like a cavern. Exactly. And there's and, nobody watching the cavern. <laughs> well, and this one it takes you and you have to swim out, um, and uh, and then it says it says you swim out and then you hike back up to about 20 minutes and then do it again. And uh, I, I'm sitting here going like that sounds like a lot of fun, but at the same time I'm sitting there going like. Who is the first person? Like, I'll try right. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or um, the first person who definitely thought they were going to die. Oh, yeah. So, no, <laughs> seriously. Well, that's the uh, the thing that was crazy was it has some of uh, different uh, people's uh, uh, Instagram where they Instagram themselves getting sucked into it. Oh, sure. Like a show you on, and there's one picture that shows somebody on the inside, and they're just, like, laying on these rocks. And it's like this girl in a bikini. I'm like, okay, she probably got like, how do you not get ripped up coming out? You're like, right. Because I don't think you come out and you're in water. You're like on rocks. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and like, especially like, I wonder how much of a suction that is because I can imagine like pretty obvious wardrobe malfunctions from bathing suits fitting loosely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how much of a suction that it, is, but it, yeah, no. Well, it, it'd be seems like you'd end up with a bunch of naked people inside it, a cavern. It, well, and, and for me, even though it's like, oh, it sounds a lot of fun, it would take a lot for me to oh, yeah. do it. I'd want to do it, but it'd take me a lot to do it. Yeah, I'd have to uh, get myself psyched up. Small spaces. Yeah, um, and <laughs> just like being like pulled into water is something that I think all species of oh, yeah. on this planet are against. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and I'm, I got broad shoulders, you know. True. Uh, anything that's like, oh, it, just kind of <laughs> – and you hear stories. Like there was um, – Oh, probably about nine, ten years ago, uh, like Thanksgiving weekend, um, there was a, a group that was spelunking um, in some oh. caves. Man, you, um, you could not get me to spelunk in <laughs> yeah, some caves. Yeah. Like, especially the ones where you're crawling in a space, and it's like, I hope this doesn't get any shorter exactly. or well, more narrow. And that's what happened was... Uh, oh, no way. That's my was, nightmare. Uh, this guy uh, had three kids, and they were oh. doing this spelunking, and, and uh, there's a part that uh, you go down into i believe it was called muddy pots was the cave it's been since uh closed, closed up that's good but uh but Happy yeah that, he, there's least. a part where it's like a 12 foot section but you have to go head first and kind of it's like a little poop shoot that you go no way whittle through well he got stuck with his shoulders oh gosh upside down for like 20 hours nope and they were nope, trying nope, to get nope. him loose and then they eventually had to bury him in in there so he was that's where I, where he's buried now is in that muddy pots oh my and i'm just like hey i no, will never no, go spelunking nope, like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> it's off the table for me yeah but so there's just some things out sorry there spelunkers that, yeah. uh, you can turn the podcast off now yeah. i do not believe in your hobby yeah, exactly. <laughs> that sounds horrifying i have friends horrifying. That do all the time though and they do really I, good, they're also mm. your build so sure yeah like okay. even my build like that i would be oh gosh yeah something yeah. about being like, because I'm not even claustrophobic or anything yeah. like that, but being like uncontrollably, yes, like held in place, especially upside down. That's oh, that, a totally I mean, different I element just, to it. I didn't even think about. Yeah, and it was like I said, it was Thanksgiving, like the day of or after Thanksgiving, and I was with family, and we were talking about it because it was all over the news over in uh, in our area. But uh, did it happen 
like around Thanksgiving? Like... It was th- it was like the day or day after Thanksgiving when it happened. Oh so, wow! I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Not to be like morbid, but like yeah, yeah. Like put on a couple extra <laughs> pounds. pounds and then went in there. Yeah, that's no. just bad idea. Well, and like and and the guy wasn't that big of a guy, but it was just one of those things where like I, I think he was new to it as well. Oh, but uh, just make sure you're smart and don't go upside down. Never, uh, in, in a never camp. upside down. But, uh, definitely check out the Pedra K Engole, which is uh, the Swallow Rock in Brazil. And uh, yeah, that sounds significantly less terrifying. Yeah, no. Now sure. that we have something to compare it to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but uh, not to take my fun thing and make it not fun anymore. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was my fun, uh, fun news deal. Uh, going into um, the. Uh, I guess we'll go straight into the weird. Yeah. Um, I like putting the weird yeah, in the middle. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, plus, I want to save my other one for last. So, <laughs> um, alien tourism is welcomed in Nevada. So, uh, this is really cool. And anybody who's ever been to Nevada, um, even like a little bit of Nevada, <laughs> you're always going to find some reference to Area 51. Sure. I mean, Nevada, like from pictures I've seen, it seems like a different planet. Yeah. Like it seems like what I imagine Mars would look like. It's <laughs> desert. And I, it's what you get to Vegas and you're like, how did they build Vegas? <laughs> I mean, the reason that it had to be Sin City, that was the only way you're going to be building a city. Right. right? Yeah. You had to have desert. a lot of disposable yeah, like, income. It, yeah. A lot of income, a lot of booze. Yeah. yeah. All the time. Um, and, uh, and then, of course, you have to have the lights out inside your building so you can't see anything um, <laughs> and lose all your money. But uh, just because of the heat alone. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, so um, Nevada has been uh, working on uh, actually communicating with UFOs and, and uh, alien life. There you go. Um, they spent like $22 million. I support um, that. Yeah. <laughs> in, uh, 22 million? Yeah. That's a over, lot. Over like a decade, um, sending out signals into the universe saying, uh, we welcome you. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, I believe it says, uh, oh, so this is what it actually they're transmitting out. Since your last visit to Area 51, we've missed you. The whole country has missed you, <laughs> which is why the U.S. Defense Department spent $22 million on a program to find you. And that's what they are putting out there. So, nice. Yeah, anyway. Um, really just uh, get across the, the human snarkiness <laughs> yeah, that exists here. <laughs> exactly. So they, they don't come unprepared. Well, and so the weirdness is actually kind of the fun part, is what they've done is they've created a itinerary that comprises a loop through the alien-themed destinations of southern Nevada, which should take visitors about three solar days. I'm not sure what a thor- solar day is. I, I think familiar. they mean to say that it would take one Earth day. Okay. Not a, <laughs> some aliens gotcha. idea of a day. Gotcha. That's very um, lame. That says, uh, <laughs> that, uh, it says here, um, it's a good reminder that while alien encounters fall in and out of public discourse at the national level in Nevada, it's never really stopped since the 1947 Roswell crash kicked off our fascination with Area 51. Um, but yeah, it's got a nice little loop oh, there, and yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, share, trip. we'll share this link. But it's got it all linked out there. You get to end up, you start in Las Vegas, and you end back up in Las Vegas. So um, either way, you're gonna have fun because you're in Vegas. Uh, but yeah, you do that loop. Um, it's about a seven-hour, forty-minute um, drive. Round trip. So technically, you do it one day, right? But you won't be able to stop and see the things they're talking sure, about. Sure, sure, so. sure, sure. 
Um, but yeah, uh, takes you up to Alamo, um, all the way up to oh my goodness, Tonopah. Have you ever been to Tonopah? No, no I never heard of I've it. never been to Nevada. Oh, there you go. So, <laughs> uh, right down to Pahrump, which is uh, just on the Nevada California border, which is actually going to come up in my next story, uh, is Pahrump. And um, Ooh, interconnectivity takes you back into Henderson and Las Vegas. So, yeah, but uh, we'll put this up there. If you're in the Vegas area, even if you're in Utah, Arizona, California, Idaho, somewhere within good driving distance, sure. that might be worth a trip. Yeah, especially if you're there. there when the aliens do show up. Oh, yeah, well, now, that would be something to tell the kids. So that's the thing. If you do like aliens, and that's where I could see, like, uh, that whole kind of lore of aliens and different things. Absolutely. Um, I would say take this, but I also would recommend a book to you to listen to. Oh, while that's a great idea. Audio books. Yes, there you while, go. You'll drive, while you are driving it. Called the Thirty Seventh Parallel, and it's by Brad Mesrick. Um, but it talks about the, basically the UFO highway, um, which is the Thirty Seventh Parallel. And I said Thirty Seventh, right? Or did I say Thirty Fifth yeah, yeah. first time? Okay. No, you said Thirty Seventh. Yeah, you're good. Thirty <laughs> Seventh Parallel. They I'm just having my mind blown here. Yeah. I mean, this is so much information. <laughs> so I, I listened to the book last year. It came out, and uh, um, I was listening to a Jim Rome sports talk show <laughs> and, uh, and they had this guy on and I, I was like oh this is, i gotta go read this so i i listened to it on audio uh while i was working and really interesting but basically he has this guy that he follows around and this guy has for like 30 years has been going to these locations where really strange things like uh, cattle mutiliza- mutilization oh sure and where they basically come these cows have just been like in bad disemboweled and it's no nowhere and there's no markings no way like how this happened type right thing. um definitely aliens uh, yeah doing some dissecting dissecting yeah yeah i don't know what word i got stuck on there you're gonna say sexting no i i i really hope that aliens are respecting our cows well enough to not be sexting on the first date just dissecting them Right, alive. just dissecting alive. them alive. <laughs> yeah, but uh, just be but, at this courtesy. Yeah, exactly. Chivalry isn't dead, aliens. Yeah, well, and it's it's just got a real <laughs> a lot of interesting things um, about it. The book, the whole book, but it talks about that whole parallel, thirty uh, seventh parallel. It goes through like Nevada, Utah, Colorado, New Mexico. Nice. Um, the whole. Yeah, yeah, that whole that whole corridor in there, and all these really weird things that have happened. It's also where the biggest cluster of UFO activity uh, sightings, sure. so reported sightings, it's just right there in that 37 parallel. Now, of course, the skeptic in me says that when more people are reporting that they've seen UFOs, more people are looking at looking, the sky and yeah. like you well, know, and, seeing things. And, and, and he, he touches on that, and he touches on the fact of like, well, these people don't know any know each other. Um, some of them are like literally picked up and moved <laughs> um, oh after they saw the ufos yeah there's, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that you're like maybe there's more to it than but it's just gotten so like fantasized out of the realm sure gotten, right but, uh, hey i i fully admit that we are not alone yeah yeah no definitely but uh um, it's it's a computer programmer and it actually kind of lines up a lot with x files right yeah that's what i was going uh, but, off of. uh, I we need a soundboard i need to be able yeah, to play their theme song <laughs> but, uh, anyway, yeah, so I'd highly recommend um, that as the uh, 
something to listen to when you go and do that loop there in Las Vegas for UFO um, stuff. So. Well, mine's kind of my my uh, weird news is kind of related, and it's almost not weird as it is like maybe upsetting. Um, but speaking of aircrafts and uh, policies that we cannot explain, um, I was reading this article about a Italian manufacturer that has created a new airline seat. And to kind of visualize it um, until you are able to look at this link, um, <laughs> it's basically like what I would imagine a like standing roller coaster would be like, you know, like oh, yeah. where you're basically standing, but there's like kind of like the banana seat, like right underneath, like a bike seat. Yeah. And that's all you're kind of sitting on. Yeah. So what this company wants to do is it wants to put that <laughs> in airplanes and... <laughs> What they're what they're saying is that that's going to allow them to take six inches off of the 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 area between each seat. Oh, really? So you're going to lose like six inches awesome. in your little area. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. can't keep things under your seat anymore, of course, because you're standing. That's ridiculous. And uh, <laughs> it's going to allow them to increase the um, capacity by about twenty percent. And that's airplanes. why I prefer to drive. Yes. <laughs> I need my space. Right, um, especially and, in the uh, news lately. I know, seriously. Yeah, airlines are having yeah, issues. Especially apparently. my favorite one, Southwest. But hopefully, uh, yeah. those things get fixed. But uh, yeah, no, that's just crazy to me. There's already not enough space on planes. Right, I can't believe they're moving and in so, that direction. Yeah, it's that's like, the hey, thing. You know what? Let's get some more sardines in there. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're like the problem with airplanes right now is that we don't have enough people on them. Yes. Like, there's no it, way that's, that's the, not, the conclusion. No, that's not the issue at all. If you actually I guess like, you could ask more, uh, add more first class by taking the, the yeah the back and shoving them all together. You got exactly, you know, four more rows. For right, and first class first is going to be like these pods that <laughs> yeah, you can like exactly. sleep in, and then well, they like, already are. That's yeah, crazy. you're going to be all standing in the back of the plane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like adult. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I can't so, believe it. To me, that's just a incentive to drive more. Yeah. So. And I mean the, the the seats are pretty ridiculous looking, so yeah. hopefully just based on it, that. It kind of looks like almost like one of those yeah. uh, amusement park rides. Yeah, exactly. That you're, that you're like, all right, strap in, yeah, you up and down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but like uh, you watch your feet like leave the platform, yeah, you're like, uh, dangling, and then you realize you're only on like <laughs> one like slab of oh, plastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if that's what you're looking for in an airplane, uh, don't do t- don't do road trips, but. Yeah. If not, uh, you know, more space, more space to you. <laughs> nice. So, what you got for us? Well, you go ahead first with your most popular national park. We'll save. Oh, oh, you want to save yours last? I see. Yeah. I see the hesitation now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the most popular park in the U.S. is a spectacular road trip destination. That's the name of the article. Um, the article talks about the Blue Ridge. Uh, we were talking about yeah. this. The gateway is that what it's, it's called? The Blue Ridge uh, Parkway. Parkway. I yeah, uh, it's like somehow like, lost my link here. It starts in Pennsylvania and like ends in Tennessee, but uh, it, yeah, it's uh, a really long. I mean, what, yeah. uh, like five hundred miles almost. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's super duper long. Um, but the the thing about it is, it the in two thousand seventeen, it was the most visited park. Oh, really? Which really surprised me because I mean, I would have thought like Yellowstone, Zion. Um, but it uh, just hit uh, it, when it hit 16 million. It okay. was the most popular, and something like. Do you know what number two is? Because I do. Uh, what is it? It's the Smoky Mountains, Great Smoky Mountains. Ooh. Which this 
blue the the parkway actually gets you to oh so they're right there that yeah, explains that's and, some synergy right there yeah but uh i mean you talk about outdoor national parks eastern side of the of the country um majority of those national parks that are out here are more historical mm. um you don't have oh well that makes Yellowstone, sense Yosemite, plus like sense. what a third of the population is like in northeast <laughs> part of the United States. <laughs> yeah. So um that's absolutely and so it's just it's the closest one to get to. But yeah, no, that's that's crazy. It's yeah. like sixteen million. Yeah, and uh, I mean apparently it's basically one of those like drive parks, you know, the whole yeah. point is to just drive. Exactly. Um, so it seems like a really great like scenic kind of route thing. Yeah, well, well our plan, because we just we moved here in August and so we were get, still getting settled in, but uh some friends of ours that we met here were like, "Hey, let's go do the Blue Ridge, the Blue Ridge Parkway, and you can do sections of it. So you don't have to do all 500." Oh, miles, well, that makes sense. But you can do sections of it, and supposedly at the f- at fall peak tree turning, uh, leaf turning season. Oh, oh, sure, 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 sure. Just spectacular. So we're planning on doing this fall. Ooh. Um, you know, even like a Sunday afternoon drive. Yeah. So. Well, if I'm not, yeah, we'll have to check that out for sure. Yeah, if I'm so, not with you, then uh, yeah, take lots of good pics. Exactly, exactly. Get them on well, that Instagram. We'll gram your, it up. You get your girlfriend up here, and you guys should just hit it. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> that's what we'll have to but, do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or you need to even take Gunter. So, oh, <laughs> that's that's my 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 puppy. <laughs> exactly. It's our puppy. Exactly. So, I love no, him. That's a very cool <laughs> national park. I didn't realize it was a national park though. So, yeah. yeah, and uh, my thing was, I was surprised that it was the most visited. I mean, yeah. like. I hadn't heard of it really before reading that article, and yeah. so, I mean, like, I thought for sure Yellowstone would have that in the bag. Oh no! It's, so I I'm really surprised. Yosemite, Yosemite, and, and Yellowstone are probably pretty close, but I think it's Yosemite then Yellowstone. But could be wow! Right. But uh, it probably switches off every year. Right, and fire, that's what it was. It was like fire season. Yeah, like that, so. that's actually a good point too, because I think it beat out what uh, 2016 was a uh, park in California. Oh, okay. That it lost to so i think you're right okay. i think it might have had to do with fires which oh, is yeah. really sad but yeah. <laughs> uh, <it's, laughs> there's nothing like a bad fire season to ruin travel <laughs> yeah especially road trips you don't want to get stuck in the middle of that exactly so well uh going on to my last uh, uh news story and this happened over the weekend last mm-hmm. weekend um and i actually woke up uh, i believe it was sunday morning <laughs> um from a text or I, not from a text. I woke up after the text. Oh. But I got a text. Heavy sleeper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. But I got a text from a friend of mine um, who lives in Norfolk, Virginia. and uh, That's where my parents live. Oh, nice. Yeah. So he, him and I, he was in the Navy. That's why he's there. But uh, we were roommates uh, back in Idaho. And for my birthday, uh, 2012, my golden birthday, 29 on the 29th. Um, we went on a road trip uh, down to San Diego, California, uh, where I got on the prices right. We've talked about that. Before. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna have to go into that one of these. <laughs> yeah, <shows>. sure, sure. <laughs> but uh, we went on the prices right, and uh, but that trip it was just the two of us, and we just kind of got in the road, the car, and just you know what, we're gonna drive the twelve and a half hours straight type thing. <sighs> uh, we did have to stop in Vegas and some sh- you know CD. Uh, parking lot where we <laughs> kick back the chairs and sleep for a couple hours. <laughs> but uh, I had told him at that time when we were driving, I said, so there's a, uh, a show that I is like a must to listen to when you're driving past 9 p.m. 
oh. on on the freeway, and that show is called Coast to Coast AM, um, and uh, the show is amazing. It uh, the first time I heard it, I had just gotten done with a surgery, and it's my first time out after the surgery. Oh, and there you go. I couldn't really have solid foods yet. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> but I could have a blizzard. And so, and so, it was so like, he hit every DQ yeah. in the United States. <laughs> exactly. So no, I I, I, I was in college. Uh, I got in my car. I drove. It was like ten o'clock at night. I was driving down to um, the DQ to get a blizzard, and uh, just came across this show. And I started listening to it. And I I listened to it a couple of times before, like with my dad or whatever when I was younger, but it never really settled in. But then. I'm sitting there driving, and all of a sudden, um, people are calling in, and like he has a wild card line, wild card line where people call in, and so somebody called in, and uh, the guy's name was Art Bell, Coast to Coast AM, and uh, of course I'm talking about the passing of Art Bell, uh, sure, and his very sad, uh, rest in peace. Yeah, um, 72 years old, passed away, but uh, his show literally kept me awake and entertained my life oh um, wow and, and so i'm driving to dairy queen I'm listening this guy calls in they're talking about extraterrestrials they're talking about the roswell crash and wow and this guy so calls related. in as i'm in the drive-thru at dairy queen this guy calls in and says yeah so i uh, i'm actually an alien um i'm not from this planet and oh. uh he said uh i we were another crash we were in a different crash uh, 1948 so not 1947 the roswell crash that was a different site huh. and he said we crashed and uh i've been stuck here ever since and uh he said huh. i'm from planet and he started going off on this number and i'm pretty sure i heard a niner in there but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh he kept going and the, the thing about art bell is art bell did not say oh you're full of crap he, didn't, he was like right. oh, tell me more and like just asking <laughs> he was really good at like asking questions i don't know necessarily whether he believed what they were saying but he never doubt like hey you're you're stupid uh that's not there's no way you're an alien he just, <laughs> just ask questions like get more information sure so he's like well, what planet are you from he said i'm from planet one blah 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 and uh he's like why are you here and he said well we come here to collect human plasma because our our atmosphere is made up of human plasma what and uh I, at the time, was a college student. Does it have to be specifically human plasma? That's what he said, was human plasma. And that's where I was like, so at that time, I told you I was in college. So strange. And I was giving, I was donating plasma. (laughs) Oh, it's all. Pay for my books. And I never knew where the plasma went. But now I know that my plasma is being taken and. (laughs) Sent to this alien planet? What is this? Yeah. (laughs) Planet 1239er. Right. These illegal aliens are coming here and taking our plasma. (laughs) I'm keeping aliens alive. So, but I just was enthralled. Good job, Brad. Yeah, it was really entertaining. So, um, that's insane. Over the years, I've been in lots of late night driving. um, You know, driving in the middle of night to get to places. Um, I prefer to drive than fly. It's cheaper. Mm. So, uh, I I prefer driving at night. Yeah, it's and it's not as hot. So, right, you know, it's not as hot, and the, there's the a lot less people going. on the road generally. Exactly, especially so, like the area that I'm from, like uh, like Norfolk, you know, and that kind yeah. of area. The Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel. Oh, if you hit that thing any time when the sun was out or had been out in the last five hours, you were not getting through that tunnel oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. in less than 
an hour for sure so driving at night was a must yeah well and, and out west you're driving and it's usually you're driving in desert or mm. in the mountains and there's nothing around you and you might come across a gas station every once in a while but it's just dark <laughs> and so you're listening to these you know stories about conspiracy theories and um you know db cooper if you're not familiar with that story check it out it's fascinating to me um <laughs> D.B. Cooper, uh, The Day the Music Died with Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper. Right. Um, some of the things that happened took place and the conspiracies that took place around it. This was all covered on Art Bell's Coast to Coast radio show, uh, which uh, he ended in, in 2015. Um, but you're still able to find uh, some replays uh, as you're out driving awesome. around. Um, he had started another one in 2015. It was kind of, he retired multiple times, but ended up coming back and he was doing some of those guys they like they just can't ever stop they just keep coming back to the mic well and apparently there was um there was uh he he, and he was from uh (laughs) perump i think it's called perump perump uh nevada which is part of that sounds like um which is part of that like a sound effect for like a a cartoon like perump exactly (laughs) well and that's part of that loop that i was talking about earlier right wow connection is is he was from there um, had lots of people, knew everybody in town. You've, um, you've weaved quite the tapestry of, I, uh, of the weaver. narrator here. I'm a dream weaver. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, it's, it's kind of funny. The uh, he, Like I said, he, he actually was very uh, involved with the um, what, like, conspiracy theories. Mm. And, but apparently he was calling in constantly to, over the years, to the Pahrump uh, <laughs> make sure I'm saying that right. <laughs> uh, we'll never know until somebody corrects us I on know, the internet. I know, right? But the, the Nye County Sheriff's Office, which covers that area, um, he'd call in constantly um, because people were outside his house and he was thinking that he was being stalked. And it turns out a lot of times there were people outside his house, but they were more of admirers. Right, than, yeah, oh, this fans. this is where Art Bell lives. Yeah, and, he was uh, being stalked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but his – I. I I know, you know I talked to you and you haven't heard of him or his show. Right now. But uh, Unfortunately not. you can definitely find it uh, actually on podcasts. He has podcasts oh. that you can listen to. Um, there you go. I would check it out. Sure. So JFK, Conspiracies, um, the Alien and Bigfoot ones are really entertaining. Um, but uh, he will be missed. Um, my light night drives. Um, I'm hoping they play. I, there, there's some guys that would cover for him, like George Norrie. So hopefully they keep that that same yeah, keep it talk alive. going on because it's a lot of fun. It's entertaining and it opens up some of these places when you're driving out. You can refer right. back to oh when I was listening to Coast to Coast. They yeah, talk about this well, it makes area. I mean an so, area in the middle of the desert like an actual destination it, for some it, people, exactly, which is nice. Exactly. So, but uh, rest in peace, Art Bell. Yeah, uh, we absolutely. Our condolences to your family and to the Bell family, and uh, he will be missed. Absolutely, so, sounds yeah. like it. Well, uh, yeah, I guess we'll take a quick break here. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get Tim. Yeah, get Tim, Tim Welch on the phone and get have him a up. interview with him. So yeah. we'll be back shortly. We'll be back. Try not to miss us. <laughs> All righty, and we, uh, we're we back. We got uh, Tim Welch on the phone. Hey, Tim. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, Tim, how's it going? <laughs> So, uh, and uh, Tim, you and uh, Ren are uh, friends. You guys go way back, right? We go way back. 
Way back. Way back. Yeah. Way back. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we met in high school uh, playing foosball, um, but didn't really know who each other were until about, uh, what, 10 years later. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to do when mental math in my head. Girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So there you I, go. Was, we, I was 28. He was 27, I think. And uh, but uh, we met at a Super Bowl party. And like, wait a second, <laughs> put stuff oh. together, and and uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun ever since. Uh, we had a lot of similarities mm. and interests and things. And so, um, one of those was tr- going on trips and and gone tripping <laughs> right exactly so, yep. um and tim, uh, tim you are a uh photographer you are a droner um you're an overall adventurer i mean it sounds like uh you have a quite the list of hobbies <laughs> yeah i really really do enjoy uh you know obviously going out on adventures but also um you know i enjoy fly fishing um camping backpacking um you know I, just generally anything to do with the outdoors I, I really enjoy, um, heck, even looking at, at maps and studying places to go on my next adventure. That's one of the things that about Tim that, uh, you know, we had, I liked going out and doing stuff. I wasn't as adventurous as he is. Wow. Um, and that's surprising. Yeah. No, finding somebody I, <laughs> more adventurous than you. I was a little more on the safe side, but, uh, Tim is more of a, you know what? I'm already going to be traveling here. Um, and so you gotta watch that bottle yeah. in your mic. <laughs> yeah, gotta watch out. I'm not used to having something in front of my face. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're drinking some uh, Stewart's orange and cream, Tim. Uh, that's our beverage <laughs> of the day, and uh, yeah, we, so. we have to figure out a way of getting um, our beverage to the people that are calling in. Exactly. <laughs> Next time we'll uh, text you and tell you to pick one up at the store. Yeah, we can discuss I, it. All right. I was going to get uh, some brownies. Uh, for us, um, since you're going to be on the show, but next time you're on the show, we'll definitely have some brownies. Pick one up. And he knows what I'm talking about. It's a, it's a soda. It's a root beer soda. Oh, okay. It's a brand. I was yeah. like, I mean, if you guys want to discuss snacks now, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> but yeah, no. But so one of the things about Tim is uh, he very much taught me a lot more and um, about not just traveling from point A to B, but also looking what's on this between point A mm, and B. And right. so, um, he he does a lot of travel for work and different things, and he's very um, good at saying, you know what, I'm going to be driving by this place. It's like 10 minutes out of my way. I'm going to go with some pictures. And part of his photography um, hobby, you know, fed that. Right. Uh, you know, was I got to stop and get this picture of this place. And, and now that he's a commercial drone pilot, um, you know, right. it's even That's more. That's like the next stage. <laughs> yeah, so it's even more because he's not just getting photos. He's getting photos and, you know, beautiful landscapes and things. So, nice. um, yeah, but uh, we, we got a lot of good times. So I figured he'd be a good guest um, to start out mm-hmm. uh, this podcast. You know, oh, uh, Tim, uh, speaking of photography, uh, last uh, – oh, not last week, but on the Monday show, um, we had talked about uh, Instagrammer-in-chief – so there's uh, yeah. the biggest cruise ship out there has an Instagrammer specifically on staff to help people get good pictures. Is that uh, is that your next um, career move? <laughs> he sucks at Instagram. Well, Instagram's I would sure not his jam. enjoy being on a cruise ship right now as opposed to up here in the uh, cold Pacific Northwest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he, it was snowing. And he likes real photography. Not oh, oh, sure. So sure. I had the phone, and then he had his nice. Uh, I believe it was a Canon. Is that correct? 
Yeah, Nikon. Yeah. Nikon. Nikon. So. I mean, like, and no matter how good phone cameras get, like, professional cameras are just that much better, <laughs> and you can so tell the difference. Every time I, like, take a picture with my phone, I convince myself that it's, oh, this is the same quality as, like, a professional camera, and then I <laughs> see what an actual photo looks like. Yeah. <laughs> well, he sees, well, he sees the one that... that that's true, but you realize the more and more as you take pictures, you realize that, you know, it's, I can get a pretty decent picture with my camera and uh, <laughs> not oh. carry this huge uh, DSLR around. But, sure. you know, there are times when the DSLR definitely uh, comes in handy. So right. well, He sees the one in my office every morning uh, that's got the uh, amazing from, from Fruta, Utah. We should post a picture of that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, he sees that one every morning, and everybody that sees it, it's like, oh. I tell him, yeah, my friend took it. And they're like, double take, serious? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, well, because it looks like you bought it from a store. Yeah, it looks I mean, like literally. Of, yeah. Almost but, like you uh, bought the well, frame you. but didn't switch out the, <laughs> the picture, picture, you know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, no, definitely. Um, but, yeah, Tim, right before you came on, we were talking about Art Bell's passing. Um, Art Bell, as, as you probably remember, is the Coast to Coast AM host and creator. And uh-huh. uh, he passed away this last weekend. I was talking about a different buddy of mine that uh, we got on a trip with, and he texted me uh, Saturday or Sunday morning and said, hey, uh, this happened. Can you believe it? I remember when we went on this trip. But I know that we also went on some trips where we listened to Art Bell, including our uh, uh-huh. trip down to uh, southern Utah, um, for yeah. my birthday trip, if you remember that. And, uh, but he kept us awake many a times. <laughs> <laughs> Always has some interesting stories and, and some interesting uh, topics to discuss. Yes, for sure. I think that's really the key to staying awake. It's not like, oh, I need to be like entertained, but I think you need to be constantly surprised when you're listening to something like that. Well, the thing that was amazing <laughs> about him to me was – um, he get different phone callers and a lot of them are like, Oh, I just think you're the greatest, blah, blah, blah. And then he, I get these people who would call in and say, you know, I am so like, I know that this conspiracy theory is true and this happened. And it was just so far fetched, whether it was JFK or, um, you know, whether it was Bigfoot or even aliens and he would or just, all three combined. Yeah. And he was just, <laughs> you know, the aliens killed JFK. Like that's right. And he would listen to they that theory. Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And he, he listened to those theories <laughs> And he would just go, yeah, totally. Let me ask you questions. And it didn't. He didn't call them kooks. And he gave them this platform that really kind of uh, was entertaining for truckers sure. and late night drivers. <laughs> and um, you know, I ended up actually going and finding podcasts where I could listen to different shows. Some were more boring than others. I'm more of. I like to hear about the uh, the. Uh, Oh gosh, what do you call them? The conspiracy theories mm. and um, the unexplained. Oh and yeah, those shows were really exciting to listen to. But I love uh, cold cases. Anything yeah, it's like, oh, what happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, do you have a, a favorite episode? Maybe that you, like favorite topic that he covered that you might top of your head? Oh, yeah, putting you on the spot. Man. I know. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, you know that one really put me on. I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I just, I just, I can't think of one specifically. But I got, I mean, I always remember the, the lead into the show and and uh, and it was creepy. Kind of always, always kind of, you always wanted to listen to the whole story so you could kind of like, yeah, uh, judge it whether or not it was 
you know, whether or not you wanted to believe it or not. <laughs> well, and, and the, I was going to say the intro to the show alone, uh, you're driving out in the West where it's just wide open, black, mm. middle of nowhere. And that's like the only thing you can pick up is Art Bell, <laughs> coast to coast AM. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, you're listening to this. It was it was just the weirdest psychedelic entry song and intro to the show that it, if you're driving by yourself, it was kind of creepy. Like hmm. it was, <laughs> I would reach over and just lock my doors because we were talking about the unexplained. I didn't want to be one of right, those. Right. This guy was driving down the highway and, uh, and, the, and this wasn't like he disappeared. A, he was aliens got him. This like, wasn't like ghost stories, right? This wasn't like and there was a hook on the car door. Like they like yeah. that's, that's the thing. Like Halloween, they had like some different stuff like that, but hmm. most of it was like true stories like the unexplained sure and so like literally like this guy was out on the highway and he just disappeared and so the only thing that you could say that happened was aliens took him like that kind <laughs> of or you know this guy was out hiking in the woods he disappeared and um which is actually one of like, one of the really interesting topics down the road we can get to and i think tim you've, we've talked a little bit about this but one of the guys that he had on um in like 2012 2014 um, he had him on a couple of times but was missing 411 um, the author for that book and what that's about is how many people have been gone missing and unexplained oh, yeah. missing in national parks in the oh. u.s and listening Wolves. to those yeah listen <laughs> to those stories i mean don't hike alone like that's what makes me go don't hike alone but it's these stories of people who have disappeared um and they were with a group of people and like went around the corner to take a pee and they never saw them again and hmm. then like two years later they would find and um, like remains and stuff, but every time they would like find their pants or their shoes, and a lot of times their shoes would be like nicely sitting there, like the, like whoever it was took off their shoes, and and in some of these cases you're like, there's no way that this five year old kid could hike this area in oh. bare, you know barefoot and different things, and so mm. there's just a phenomena, and that's kind of creepy, like yeah, you know, absolutely. And, um, and so I always like to think of it's like it's like a league of assassins, yeah, just recruiting people, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's Bigfoot. Yeah, um, in his league of assassins. Yeah, it's well, and and that's one of those things where like the free, I guess the freaky part is I'm kind of a scaredy cat, so I don't watch scary movies anyway. But mm -hmm. like that song was like that that comes in is, is like bouncing all over the place, almost like you, you hear it like in a haunted house fun fun house. Mm. So it was fun, but it was like creepy, and then like had all these noises going on with it. It was just. It was psychedelic. That's the only thing. And when you're in the middle of nowhere and it's psychological like, thriller. Yeah. And you're like, okay, they're going to be talking about aliens and I can see everything in the sky right now. It's pitch black. Stars are out bright. And anytime right. I see something moving, it's like, I don't want to be taken. Even That's though I don't necessarily like, believe that like people are to getting taken by aliens. I was like, I can't imagine that a UFO would be able to get here like onto this planet and they wouldn't have like stealth. <laughs> like technology where like oh well i could just see your ufo up there like, yeah. i just i have such a hard time believing that they would be like oops they saw us and yeah. like <laughs> light speed away yeah exactly exactly <laughs> but uh don't want them to know well and you know like the ones that are like yeah i was taken and they probed me and all these they just got a bad batch of mushrooms or something <laughs> <laughs> right but yeah so. yeah they don't want to own up to it exactly <laughs> but yeah so um one of the things i thought we could talk about tim is to really um, hone in, like I talked about with Tim, he really uh, is the essence of making every trip an adventure and wow. planning those things that uh, when you're going from A to B, look for whether it's a statue that's like a good photo op or whether it's, you know, a place to eat or a place to just go out and fish. Um, okay. 
And, and so those are some of the experiences that him and I have had that really taught me. And so uh, probably the biggest one would be our trip um, that we took for my birthday that I referenced earlier. Um, we went to uh, three national parks and a state park um, all in a four-day period. And nice. there was five of us. It was like $80, $85 a person. For the whole round for the, trip? For the whole round wow. trip. And that's really good. And it was, I mean, nine, ten hours from where we were. Right. So, you know, we're oh, so a lot of so driving we drove, too. Like, yeah, we drove like 18 hours round trip. Wow. wow. Um, that's, that's basically, <laughs> that's like 50 bucks a person right yep. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Tim, you can go ahead and get into that a little bit about how well, yeah, so, and stuff. Um, kind of one of the things I was thinking about earlier was how before any trip, um, I would actually get on Google Earth. And, you know, it's such a useful tool for me um, earlier on was that I would get on Google Earth and you can um, select different features of what you want to be able to see. And one of the features on there is that you can click to see uh, users' submitted photos. And they do a pretty good job at putting the photo exactly or, or pretty close to where the picture was actually taken mm. on the Google Earth uh, map. And so you can kind of see, you know, pictures here and there, but then you see a large cluster of pictures. And so it, it, it kind of spurred my interest. What's over here? What's over there? How oh, far it kind of cued you into kind of where the best photo ops were. Yep, exactly. And then, and then if you just kind of start playing around looking for some of the more random ones, all of a sudden you start to find these other little side adventures you might want to go on. Um, so that's kind of how I would start planning my trips. Well, um, and, and, and one of the things... And, and get an idea for it. Yeah, and one of the things like with that too was, you know, we actually had a plan where we were going. We knew we were going. We are going to Goblin Valley State Park. Um, which Your favorite. Is, yeah, like my favorite place ever. <laughs> um no mosquitoes. It's the best. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so we, we're going to Goblin Valley State Park. Tim had never been there before. The other uh, three individuals that went with us had never been in there before. Um, and so it was a new experience for them. Um, and it had been a couple of years, like two years for me um, since I'd been there. But we got down there, and we were able to spend, you know, a whole day, like 24 hours in that area. Um, but like when we got there, they have like the, the, um, national parks and everything. They have these signs at their locations, the state parks, they have these signs and there's a lot of information you can get from those information places. And every time I went to those information places and, and Tim was the same way, we would grab all the extra free, <laughs> free um, stuff. So sure. it's like, Oh, you know, we, we're, we're going here, um, in Goblin Valley, they had, uh, books for, uh, uh, Capitol Reef National Park, Canyonlands, um, those type of things. So we really grabbed those resources. We didn't use half of them. I mean, I, I even picked <laughs> up like uh, one for, uh, I believe it was the Badlands. Well, we weren't even close to the Badlands, but I had it for my car for when I, you know, did go through the Badlands on our way out here. I had the Badlands mm. National Park guide. But um, yeah, so, so there's a lot of those resources, but um, the... I think one the main thing, and, and Tim, you may agree or disagree with me, is the main thing that you have is the, the need to have to start this, uh, to really make the most of your trip is that, you know what, I'm going to plan a bunch of things, 
but then when I get to certain spots, I'm going to be adaptable. <laughs> mm, kind of like that balance totally. between adaptability and uh, spontaneity, but also planning. Yeah. So like my, my wife's a huge planner and it's one of the hardest things for her to veer, go. Off, yeah. veer off of the plan. Too. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, your wife as well. And so it's one of those things where you have to get in the mindset of, you know what, I've got some good stuff planned. If this is what I do, all I do, it's going to be good. But if I really want to make this trip even more fun, I've got to be open to anything that might come about. It also helps for anything yep. that goes wrong. You know, you get two flat tires somewhere, your stress level is like half. <laughs> if you're really, if you got right. that mentality, of yeah, like, if you're not I, trying to get somewhere at a certain time, yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're not you're ever like, running late. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> it's, it becomes like, oh, I, you know what? course this would happen <laughs> right <laughs> so but yeah so that particular trip we got down to um goblin valley state park uh we said i think we got there in the middle of the night if if i remember right and uh no, no I, we we we, got, we left because we left at like two in the morning so we got there oh, we got there <laughs> yeah, we we got there you guys went on um, too many trips <laughs> i know because uh we remember we uh yeah, we had the whole the old uh, sleeping bag fiasco, remember? And that was because we were yep, packing at night, right. and uh, we had a late addition. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, you to told me trip. that. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was a miscommunication. You thought there was another sleeping bag. You ended up yeah. sleeping on the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we we had um we had a friend of ours that uh, he was my roommate, and he was going with us, and a really tall, skinny kid that. Uh, um, was into adventure, but kind of scared. So he hadn't gone on a lot of adventure and, um, he, he had this sleeping bag that was like three feet by two and a half feet when it was rolled up. <laughs> what? Um, it wasn't in one for of those, his legs. Yeah. It was, well, it wasn't, it wasn't sacked. So, uh, uh, scrunch sacked or whatever you call it, uh, stuff sacked. So it was as big as it could be. And I was like, no, you can't take that. And like, you can use mine. I'll go grab another one. And then Tim had just said, I got, or I'll grab some blankets is what I said. And Tim said, I got one here in my, uh, my, uh, sky box. What do you call them? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can take it from there, Tim. <laughs> yeah. So we, um, <laughs> yeah. So to kind of paint the picture, we had five people in a Subaru Forester and, Behind the back bench was just jam-packed full of gear. We had two coolers and camping gear, and so I had this roof box on the roof. And of course, in the area we were going, we really there wasn't a really um, a whole lot of uh, usable firewood. So Ren supplied a bunch of firewood put up in the roof box and for us to haul along the way. Well, with camping chairs and everything else up in that roof box, there just was not going to be room for this barrel of a sleeping bag to put up in there. <laughs> so we convinced our friend to leave his sleeping bag at home and Ren was going to let him use his sleeping bag. And I, of course, had this sleeping bag liner that I said, well, Ren, you're, you can just use this. And I had believed that he was going to bring another blanket or something to throw oh. in it. Well, <laughs> he really didn't have it. So <laughs> we got down there and he, you know, we got the campsite all set up, and well, Ren's like, "All right, where's the sleeping bag?" And that's like, "Well, here you go." Well, and the worst part about it is we'd gotten there, we got we gotten there early in the morning, um, that first I believe it was a Thursday morning, and 
we went and, and we found our, our spot that we were going to camp out and we were counting out, uh, camping out on BLM land. And, um, we set up camp and then I'm like, okay, let's go see the goblin, you know, goblin Valley. And, uh, so we went and we spent all day going to see goblin Valley. We went and hiked through, um, a, uh, uh yellow, uh, little wild horse Canyon, which is right next to this little slot Canyon. I went and hiked through that, did all that all day. So we like wore ourselves out, came back to the camp, you know, the campsite and we were cooking dinner and everything. And so it was like just before like dark <laughs> And, oh, and, it's and like, I was like, oh, I need to get my sleeping bag. Like everybody's getting their sleeping bags. Nope, you're sleeping up. on the ground. Yeah. And uh, so Tim hands me that. And I was like, where's the sleeping bag, Tim? And he's like, that's it. And I was like, what? And then he's like, don't you have blankets? I'm like, no, because you said you had it. <laughs> so um, we weren't mad at each other at all, but it was just kind of funny. We laughed about it. And uh, it was, I mean, literally your sweatshirt you're wearing your hoodie right now your gone tripping hoodie that you're you're hoodie. rocking right now always rocking. it was no thicker than that Ooh. and and so it was a liner and, and so that's what i slept on with no pad on the ground wow and uh you know our buddy was using my zero degree sleeping bag tim had his really nice sleeping bag and uh the two girls that were with us were in another tent in their nice comfy sleeping bags and i slept between tim and and uh our buddy kent and like i said tall skinny guy tim's not a big guy so i was i didn't have any i mean i got my own but i didn't have any extra heat coming at me you guys didn't try to cuddle <laughs> no 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 cuddling <laughs> i was like can't we just like can't we just zip these together but they were not gonna do that so i just remember waking up at uh, like two in the morning and I woke up because my teeth were chattering <laughs> and I, I woke up, my eyes were open and I was just, and I made eye contact with Kent <laughs> and cause I, my teeth chattering had woken him up and he just rolled over oh, to the wow. other side. Like, oh, I don't want any kind of contact. He's freezing. And then I rolled over and I made eye contact with, with Tim and he just kind of like, rolled over and I was like forget you guys so I said Tim give me your keys and I went and got in the car and uh, slept in the back seat <laughs> for the rest of the night which was tight but it was warm at least yeah at least you're off the ground yeah because that's like the ground yeah the ground sucks up so much heat exactly I used to think the ground pads were a waste but they're not and that was me being foolish as a youngster but uh yeah just having something that pad in between the ground right. and uh, your your sleeping bag or your body so for the listeners, my uh, my two takeaways are uh, don't sleep on the ground yep. and communicate Yes, <laughs> about what yes. you're bringing. <laughs> yes. And uh, if you're going to forget anything, sleeping bag would not be one of them. Right. Yeah. Which. Right. It, Pack those first. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, and, it, and it's one of those things. It's funny. Uh, my, uh, you know, going back to forgetting your sleeping bag, my nephew, um, when he was uh, 13 years old, which is like two years ago. Um, he, uh, was in scouts and they went on this camping trip and his scout leader was my scout leader Wow! <laughs> when uh, I was a kid. And so they were telling camp stories and he told them about how that, uh, they went on this camping trip and one of the scouts had forgotten his sleeping bag and was just freezing and blah, 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 all this sort of stuff. Well, and then he says, in fact, Parker, that's your uncle Ren. <laughs> and so my, my, my nephew's like, Hey, I heard you forgot your sleeping bag. And I was like, no, I never forgot my sleeping bag. Like, I mean, not, I mean, I have before with right. him, obviously, but it wasn't, I forgot it. I gave it to somebody else. And, uh, it was funny because, um, I, I was talking to a friend of mine who's that same scout troop when we were growing up 
and I saw him at my parents, you know, 50th anniversary party that we had. And I brought it up to him. I was like, yeah. So I was talking to my nephew and he, and who they were. Yeah. He said that you yeah. dissed me. No, no. Well, <laughs> he, he, so this kid was a, a scout with me. And so oh, I said, I I said yeah. I so Harold, who was our scout, like, yeah, Harold was telling him that I forgot my sleeping bag on our trip to wherever we went. And, and he goes, oh, yeah, that was me. I, was, he, and he goes, I was there when he was telling the story. And he did and, nothing. And, and, and he's he like, nothing. Yes. And he goes, oh, man. <laughs> and he goes, I didn't want to say anything because I just figured, well, Ren's not here. He can handle it. <laughs> I didn't want to be the, yeah, that was actually me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so don't don't forget your sleeping bag. It makes for a horrible trip. But um, we made it work. And that's part of the reason, you know, you know Tim always likes to bring up how. So we went from there um, and went over to Capitol Reef National Park, which was – not even on our radar, right, Tim? We just, it was kind of like, hey, let's go check out Capitol Reef. Uh, it might not have been on your radar. Right? Oh, oh, here we so go. He snaked me. He had a secret itinerary. <laughs> well, and the way he painted it was, I've never been to this national park, national park, and I was like, well, I've driven yeah. through it, like, in the middle of the night, but I've never been to it. It's kind of the forgotten national park. And, uh,. <laughs> So, yeah, we went over there, and, uh, you know, Tim, why don't you go ahead and tell them about the, our experience with the, the park rangers? Yeah, since clearly yeah, you were so the one we who went, planned it. Yeah, <laughs> since you snaked it from me. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I really had no idea other than you know, a few, you know, pictures or, or thoughts of what the, what the park might be like, but really didn't have a lot of ideas as to what to do in the park. And so, you know, here we were. We loaded up. We went um, early in the morning drove over to Capitol Reef National Park, and when we got to the ranger um, or the, the park visitor center, um, you know, we went inside and started talking with one of the rangers there, and, you know, she kind of just was giving us a couple of ideas as to what to do here and there, but they weren't really, like, much of an adventure-style um, activity for us. And so I believe it was Rennie. He looked at her and said, well, hey, what about some sort of a cool hike that maybe – not that many people go and do. Yeah. And Ooh, good question. She, you know, and she, all of a sudden her whole, you know, demeanor changed. She was, you know, kind of more before just kind of stone cold. Kind oh, of just not really like she, she was about being, talking with us. Yeah. She was being very rude to us. Oh, she was not having like, you know, we're joking around. She was not having it at all until she was telling yeah. us, well, you can go to the goosenecks and overlook. And then, and she's like, maybe see a couple of waterfalls from up in the overlook. And that's where I was like, well, can we hike down in it? <laughs> and it changed 180 degrees. Like, nice. Yeah. Uh, but, we should uh, try to get her on the podcast. Super I know, right? excited. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden now she's like, oh, well, yeah, certainly you can just get on this trail and head down here and you, and you can start from the top and work your way all the way down and you'll go down waterfalls and, and you'll hike right down the middle of the stream. It, and it was it was we, we all of a sudden we were excited yeah well let's go do that well and tim that was probably to for me that was probably the best part of the trip the best thing we did that whole trip um it was like a yep. 6.8 mile hike and you know we started up at the top uh we parked our car we started walking and next thing we know we it's all water and we're walking in this water <laughs> it's april you know the weekend of april 29th and because that's my birthday <laughs> and uh he, he will continue to remind us until yeah, it happens exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah anyway but uh 
yeah, and, and, and so it wasn't like super hot weather. It was probably like 68, 70 degrees, and just, but it was beautiful and sunny, and we walked through it, and it was springtime, so it's all this red rock, and then there's this bright green, you know, trees that you'd see every once in a while mm. um, with this greenery on it. Uh, really pretty. Um, it was downhill, like, the whole time. Um, nice. So it wasn't, and not, like, steep downhill. It was just a slow Mm-hmm. kind of the, the perfect hiking yeah, yeah. Eleva- ele- elevation yeah yeah elevation change yeah, <laughs> going down slowly and it was it was really beautiful and it drops you off right down at the end where the um visitor center was and then we you know not, not something they suggest but uh we uh hitchhiked up to our car that was four miles up the road no all five <laughs> of you Hitchhiked? Uh, I believe uh, there was two. I think uh, we sent two. I think it was Tim and uh, the girl he was canoodling yep. at the time. Oh. And uh, <laughs> and the two uh, of them. Miss uh, Welsh, we are so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the two of them uh, rode up and got in the car and came back and picked us up, the rest of us oh, up. Oh, nice, and, nice. That's uh, a good call. Yeah, and it was it was uh, a super, super good time. And then, I mean, by that time it was – about six o'clock at night. So it was just getting ready to turn dark. And we had an hour and a half to a hour and 45 minute drive from there to, Oh goodness. Arches back to our camp. No, oh, no, we, I guess we yeah. didn't go to arches. Yeah. That. We packed right. up our camp and went to Capitol reef and then, you know, went back, backtracked a little bit past uh, the turnoff to Goblin Valley and went straight to arches. And, um, um, I believe we listened to Art Bell <laughs> at that time, um, and we got to Arches, and uh, the one, that was the one thing that you know there is a thing for planning ahead, but there's always other things you can do. But we didn't plan ahead for a camping spot there, and it was a busy weekend. They had a car show there in Moab, and so we drove around for probably what an hour, Tim, <laughs> looking for a yeah. place to stay. Yeah. And uh, we ended up at uh, this little drive-in camp camp spot, and uh, they went to bed, and and I went down to Denny's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ren, uh, Ren couldn't sleep again because of how cold it was, so, so he just decided he was just gonna walk on down the road. I think it was probably a two and a half or three mile walk down to Denny's, wasn't it? It, it, was, it was probably about two mile. I was, I think I, I think wait, are I, you telling me that you walked to Denny's alone? I did walk, oh. but it was on a highway. In like the middle this, of the night. This was in, <laughs> this was in the town of Moab. It yeah, wasn't like Tim, I was out. Tim's picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounds dangerous. Yeah, it was, well, it was like on like a highway road, like the road out of town. Right. Um, and yeah, so it sounds like a perfect place to yeah, pick somebody no, up to murder. No sidewalks. Um, <laughs> oh, even better. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I was. I well, was, I hope your grand slam was worth it, friend. <laughs> I, you know what? I got a salted caramel shake. That's oh. all I got, and uh, it was delicious. Wait, you got a? It was a cold beverage. It was a salted caramel shake. Yeah, this is it's but, so bizarre to me that well, you were like, "Well, I'm too cold to sleep, so I'm gonna go get a milkshake." I like ice cream, okay. <laughs> and um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I I walked out. It was it was one of those things where um, I was in his car. And I was like, well, tonight I'm going to try the front seat of the car. And so I was trying to, you know, lay up back. Oh, lean and back, it was just yeah. not comfortable. And I couldn't sleep. And I was thinking about all these different things and hearing noises from the tent. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so finally I just, uh, yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for a walk. 
I'm going to get a salted caramel shake. And uh, instead of sitting here, because I couldn't sleep, it was just, it was like I, I had passed the time of my tired time. And, and so I couldn't <laughs> sleep. So, yeah, but I came back. They didn't know any difference until in the morning <laughs> when I told them. But we got up at 6 a.m. Um, or 5.30 a.m. We got up so we could go get uh, the sunrise photos. Oh, very nice. And, yep. uh, yeah, but uh, that was at uh, – was that Canyonlands? Or was it uh, – was Canyonlands the day, um, next day? That one may have been Canyonlands. I don't recall. It was either Arches or Canyonlands, one of the two. Um, but obviously, I mean, uh, you know – Part of the reason why you get up early is that's the best time of the day to get pictures as a photographer. So, you know, I think Ren probably only slept maybe about eight or nine hours on that entire trip. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. But, Happy uh, birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Again, two years but, that day. You know, we got <laughs> up early. We went, we went and, you know, it, it's kind of funny because that's the thing. I mean, as a photographer, you want to get the early morning and, and late afternoon. Uh, pictures because the lighting is better it's the gold hour of the day and so you know and that's also one of those little tricks that we learned is that when you go to these national parks if you get there before any of the staffing gets to the to their little kiosk to to take your money their the gates are wide open they're more than welcome or you're more than welcome to just go ahead and drive into the national parks oh, yeah, the so, site. and so, so if you show up early you don't got to you don't have to pay the uh, the entrance fees. Yeah. Wow, so, no, that's the, quite the tip. It it literally is the epitome of the early bird gets the worm. <laughs> and uh yep. <laughs> but yeah, and we were like, when you when you're in Moab, anybody who's not been to Moab, eastern uh, Utah, southeastern Utah area, uh, Arches National Park and Canyonlands National Park are like 20 minutes apart. Um so we were able to hit both those up. And uh, had a really good time, really good time that trip. And, and, you know, Tim brings up about time of day to get pictures. And, you know, on his side where pictures were so important to him, um, you know, a couple of years later, we went uh, to Zion National Park mm. and went through the subway. Um, and it was during a government shutdown back in like 2000, uh, 2013, I believe. Oh, yeah, it would have been about then. And, uh, or maybe 2014, but. Anyway, it, they shut down for like a week and a half or whatever. So he he calls me up as at work and he's like, "Hey, let's get in the car and go down." And and so we went to a football game. Uh, we're big Boise State football fans, and so they were playing at BYU in Provo, Utah. So we got some tickets off Craigslist <laughs> and uh, went down there, caught the game. We got our butts kicked. <laughs> so we left early in the fourth quarter, uh, headed down to Zion, and and it was two in the morning when we got down to Zion and we just pulled off the side of the road and threw up a tent hmm. uh, and camped on the side of the road there. Um, yeah, I guess you know, that's your option. Yeah, that was, <laughs> it was two in the morning. It didn't make sense to go too, too crazy to find something. We were both getting tired. Art Bell well, uh, could only keep us up so long. Sunflower seeds and Mountain Dew, <laughs> but uh, well, go ahead. It's, it's important to note. So, so the reason why we were going down there was because, in a lot of these national parks like Zion, um, you have to get tickets to be able to do some of the hikes. They only allow a certain number of people into these areas um, right. every day. And so, of course, during a, a government shutdown, the national parks closed. 
as well because it's a government um, agency or, or part of the federal government. So um, the thinking was, well, shoot, you know, hopefully people vacate their tickets because the parks have been shut down for so long. Well, for the state of Utah, their national parks, you know, having those national parks open is what keeps a lot of the communities um, thriving around them. So if the parks aren't open, of course, now all of the people in the towns, the, you know, the hotels, the, the restaurants, none of those people are making any money. Mm. And so the state of Utah made an agreement with the, national gov- or with the federal government to go ahead and open the national parks that the state of Utah would fund um, oh, you know, to pay for their employees and such. And so we, um, once I, I was paying attention to the news, and realizing that the national parks would soon open again, at least in the state of Utah, and I told Red, "Hey, we we need to go down and go do the subway. <laughs> uh, you know, people will vacate those tickets if we show up, and you know, a day after they open, you know, we'll be able to get tickets and go do this hike." And, and we and we and did. So that's what we did. And we got a <laughs> and we got a ticket, and we got a ticket for. He uh, wanted to do the the Sunday that we were going to be down there, and we got there, you know, late Friday night. Um, so it was in a Saturday morning. So we got there Saturday morning to try to get tickets for Sunday and those were all taken. Um, but we got it for that Saturday for right then. Hmm. And which bummed him out because he wanted to go early Sunday morning. He wanted to leave at like crack of dawn yep. oh, so right. we could get to the subway and the subway is amazing. And it's, it's, I mean, getting down into it and getting out of it is a little, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, Tim? It's tough. It's uh, straight a up challenging. Maybe? Yeah. Challenging. That's what I'm working with. Challenging. Yeah. It's, it's down. You're going down this hillside to get into the Canyon and then you're climbing out of this hillside again. The Canyon right. and there's like the canyon. running water for a lot of it. Right. Yeah. So once you get down the Canyon, you're going up another mm. deal where you're going and you can usually like we hiked around the water for the most part until the very last bit of it. Um, but yeah, it was another nine mile mm. round trip hike type thing. And, and you got up in there. Well, and... it really depends how you do it. Yeah. How you, there, there's two different you ways. Can, you can you can do the you can start at the bottom and work your way up and then just work your way back to where you started. Or there is a loop that you can do where you start way up above the canyon and work your way down to the subway. That one you have to have repel of... equipment. So yeah, oh, yep. you yeah. gotta have some climbing equipment to be able to do. So yeah. um you know, we we weren't prepared with climbing equipment, so we knew that we could do the hike into the subway. Yeah, um, from the bottom up. And there was, I think, there was only like eleven people uh, or so that came up from our side. Um, yep. That went and did it, and um, so it was it was kind of nice too because we didn't see. I mean, we saw like two or three people the whole time, but it was like, hey, and then we go like another five, uh, forty-five minutes to an hour and not see anybody. Um, and, uh, but yeah, you get up, we got up in there and the, the subway, like you go up this Canyon through the, you know, through this raw water and it's all of a sudden, like you come around the corner <laughs> and it's just incredible, but there's a tunnel and the, when the sun hits it, right, it looks like there's light coming out of the tunnel. And so it looks like a subway with a right. subway train coming through. Now from pictures I've seen online. Red, you'll have to, you'll have to share that picture. Sometime. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. I, well, it's we'll actually, yeah, there's actually on our Instagram, there is a uh, picture on that Instagram and that's actually a picture of me on a natural water slide inside of the tunnel. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know what I'm talking about, Tim? <laughs> I'm sure he took it. <laughs> yeah, he did. He took. He took a. There's actually a um, a 
what is it a a gif oh yeah <laughs> a gif that he took like 10 pictures in a row of me going down and put them together um, that's and, awesome and you end up in this little little uh pothole full of water um <laughs> but uh and that was beautiful because it was in the fall time and so you had all the fall colors down in the canyon and everything too but it was funny because i remember how distraught tim was about the lighting because you know oh photography sure. is his deal <laughs> and yeah. Um, How do we, you plan for uh, that kind of lighting? Yeah. So morning, he's like, "I want this," and and we didn't get there till like I think it was two thirty or three in the afternoon, and it was good timing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turned out. Yeah, and uh, sure. we he just got the uh, the light coming in the other opposite direction basically, um, and it was just really beautiful. One of those things that. We did, and, and that night we went and, and camped out on some more BLM land just outside of Zion National Park, um, which to me is the best camping. Um, you might not have a toilet and different things like that, <laughs> but uh, you can always find a toilet nearby. <laughs> yeah, we'll make something so, a toilet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put a shovel, bring a shovel. So There you go. But uh, yeah, so, so yeah, that, that was another good one where um, you know everything didn't go perfectly. And it could have been a horrible trip because we couldn't get the time that we wanted. But, you know, we've never, I don't know if I've ever been on a trip with Tim where he lost control of like, oh, this is so ridiculous. It's so boring. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's, and it's one of those things where that's part of it is just creating the attitude of I'm going to make the best of whatever I do on this trip. Right. And by telling yourself that over and over again, your, your trips are going to be a lot more fulfilling and you're going to find there's always it's kind of like let's make a deal except it's never ending so when you're on a trip you might have something fall through tickets to something sure or whatever but there's always something around nearby right that right. can replace it and it's going to be good enough yeah because like it's, it's all about it, just making those memories you yeah, know, exactly and so forming that kind of stuff you know my wife's going to new york this weekend with some friends Ooh, and it's like party. oh they, you know one of them wants to go to a show and the only show they want to go to is hamilton but I, That's those tickets are hard to come by. My girlfriend expensive. is obsessed with Hamilton. <laughs> Everybody is, and so it's super expensive <laughs> for a ticket. And so, you know, um, they got over that real quick, and, and they got a really <laughs> uh, fun trip plan. And so, it's just those things where it's, uh, you know, you make that decision that you're gonna make the best of it, and then sometimes um, you might have one quality thing like a Hamilton but you can do a quantity of really f four or five cool things that aren't going right. to cost as much money or time or effort. Right. Right. Cause if they wanted to do Hamilton, that would be the only thing they could really <laughs> do. Literally. Yeah. And um, especially on the budget that I have her on. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, and, and, the, and that item will still be on her list. Exactly. So, I mean, as, as, as excited as she was to go see it the first time and didn't happen to see it, um, you know, she'll be able to go back and, and still be excited to go another time and do yeah, it cheaper. So. Cause you know, the same five years from now, it will drop else. in price <laughs> unless, yep. uh, yeah, I, yeah so. unless something crazy happens. Yeah. Well, it'll be out on uh, like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> eventually. I, gosh, like I hope so. <laughs> so we can just watch it there. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So that's definitely one of the, the big benefits, but, um, it sounds like a uh, timing. Yes. Is important yeah. yeah timing is definitely <laughs> definitely and and one of the you know it's kind of funny tim i didn't really think about that i don't know if tim and i ever went on any like middle of the summer hardcore trips um we always went in the springtime and in the fall time mm. and mm -hmm. the reason was that was because 
it was always a time that the weather was good. It wasn't too right, hot. It's mild, yeah. And it wasn't too cold. At night, it could get cold. But if you have a zero-degree sleeping bag or you stay at a you know a nice little motel. Or, or if you're sleeping in a car. Yeah, exactly. It's all fine. <laughs> it's all fine and dandy. <laughs> but uh, um, y- you're, the trails are more open. There's less people to battle. Right. Um, there's still some people which, uh, you know, that's – we, we met some people, some guys from Australia, um, on, uh, one trip down to Zion's now, in, in the middle of winter. I can't imagine Australians coming here to visit our national parks. It's oh. like their whole country <laughs> is a national park. Um, I think Australians <laughs> like America. I mean, Oh, absolutely. Very, but I mean, we're very similar. Like the I, outback. I, I once read that we're the only two, um, two countries that actually have tornadoes. Oh, and because oh, where they sit, that. where we sit on the equator and where they sit on the equator is very similar, except opposite. And I see. so the, so they get cyclones, but it's a tornado. Sure. And um, I didn't know that at all. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of similarities. We've between. also only, uh, we use the dollar. They use the dollar. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of similarities. Although there's just the Australian dollar. Exactly. Australian <laughs> dollar, right? Um, they still call it a dollar. It's not like a pound or yeah, a euro. Or we completely like broke free from the queen. They did not. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but they're very similar in a lot of ways. And I mean, even that's the thing. It was kind of funny. So we're talking down. We're coming down from Angel's Landing and talking to these guys. And, and that's one thing I would encourage everybody is try to meet new people when you're out. Right. It's a part of it. Yeah. And whether it's you're in town, you know, hitting up a restaurant, a lot of the small ones, um, you know. You can talk to the owner, and it's fun talking to the owners. And um, right, they but, probably uh, have some great stories. Yeah, yeah. And you can always <laughs> tell, like when you're hiking, you know who is from the big city and who is from a smaller community because they're the ones that say hi back to you. Right. And yeah, I think we talked it, about this on it, Monday, actually. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's just one of those things where you know, say hi to people, be friendly. You don't have to have a right. like, oh, don't take my parking spot mentality like you do when you're at home right leave that all at home <laughs> yeah and bring a sleeping bag exactly but leave all that and other stuff, stuff at home, home. Exactly. <laughs> other baggage and really enjoy yourself you get to meet really cool people i've got friends that through facebook and different things that we met once and it's in but that they they always right. comment to me but you share a, yeah, a huge I mean, memory together yeah, yeah i had one lady that uh, i met uh waiting in line to get on the prices right and uh we keep in contact every once in a while. She'll say something. And, That's so funny. And it was last year. She's like, hey, my son's coming up to college um, for lineman college, lineman school to be, do power lines. Oh. And one of the few schools that do it is in Boise. I was thinking, I was thinking Boise football. Area. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know, right? Lineman. <laughs> Which is very yeah. strange for me. I'm surprised <laughs> yeah. I went to football first. To that, but. Yeah. but one of those is in Boise, in the Boise area. And, and so she's like, hey can you give me some pointers? He's going to be there for like six months and where's the best place to be and all this sort of stuff and all that. So it's just, you never know what kind of connections, but with these Australian guys, one thing I thought was funny was they're like the best Australian because of course we talked food, right? Right. So I'm like, so what's the best like food for Australia? I mean, is it shrimp on the Bobby? You know? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't think that was funny. Just no, so you probably know, not. No Australian think that's fun. Thinks that's funny. And nothing and, about, uh, and no dingoes Aust- and babies. Yeah. Nothing like that. No Australians say, Throwing the shrimp on the bobby, yeah. So, um, but uh, the dingo ate my baby thing is actually based on a true. I know, yeah, and, and, and it's I'm, not funny. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I asked them. I was like, "So, what's the best food?" And uh, they're like, "Oh, chicken palm. Chicken palm's the best." Really? And I was like, "Oh, chicken wow. parm. Like, I like chicken parm. You know." 
but they use gravy. They don't use spaghetti sauce. Chicken parm in Australia, which chicken parm here is noodles, crispy chicken, and sauce, red sauce, right? right. Yeah. In Australia, it's with gravy. And That's I'm like, so strange. I don't know if I could do that. Like, that doesn't. Huh. I'm like, oh, it's so good. I'm like, I, you know, I like gravy on biscuits if it's good gravy. Yeah. Good gravy. But, uh, or like uh, mashed potatoes. Yeah, or mashed yeah, potatoes. That but, kind of stuff. Uh, Gravy on chicken and, and pasta just doesn't sound great to me. But yeah. that, they say it's the best. So. You know, uh, on that note, um, if you're uh, a real New Yorker, you call sauce gravy. You, you call uh, pasta that's, sauce that's, gravy. I guess that might be true. So, But he said, I said, wait, like gravy and like, yeah, white gravy. So Ugh. unless they're talking about Alfredo and they just don't use. Yeah, uh, maybe, yeah. They, maybe they're all real New Yorkers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so no, but definitely. Um but yeah, definitely good times. So, so uh, Tim, I know uh, you have to get back to work. You were uh, nice enough to call us on your lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What uh, What do you want to leave our le- uh, listeners with, though? What's the What's that one piece of Tim advice that uh, everybody should keep in their back pocket? Well, I mean, obviously, I think the most important thing right now is just be willing to go on an adventure, go do something new. Um, you know, you find too many weekends where you um, might just do the same old, same old, stick around the house, do some yard work. But those are the things that you're never, you, I mean, you'll, you won't be able to, to really remember specifically what you did certain weekends. But if you went on a trip, you'll make memories that'll last forever. And, wow, that's really, really um, good advice. Yeah, so, <laughs> that kind of hit me at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, yard work's kind of like death that and was, taxes. They're yeah. always going to be there, but these other these other opportunities, they're going to pass you by, and you never know. Well, yeah, when when you're not going to be able, like, oh my goodness, it burned down in a fire. Right, <laughs> that know? was like um, an uppercut to yep. me because that was my plan for this weekend. <laughs> 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 Do some yard work. Exactly. <laughs> well, go hit the Blue Ridge Trail. Uh, Blue oh Ridge yeah, Parkway. yeah. Got to drive that. Yeah, and uh, and all that. But well, Tim, I appreciate you coming in and yeah, Tim, visiting thanks. with us. Definitely, we'll have yeah, to have absolutely. you come back on because we haven't touched Thank on you your experiences um, in the, I guess, East Coast area. Kentucky. Yeah. Well. East West or yeah. e- Mid East. That's why that's Midwest, Mid East, yep. Kentucky, uh, Indiana areas. When you're out here for work, and um, yeah, we can talk more about yep. that and some other things as we go down the line. Cool. But, I'd love to. Yeah, definitely have you on again. So great, appreciate it, man. Well, hey, uh, right. give my best uh, to your family and uh, yeah, tell them I said hello. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you, guys. All right, hey, take care, Tim. Bye. Bye. Okay. He's all right. Gone. So he is gone. Okay. Yep. Good deal. Well, now I can tell you all sorts of things about him. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that he can't defend. For the next hour, we're yes. going to be talking about all of Tim Welsh's secrets. <laughs> exactly. No. <laughs> so, no, but the, definitely he's, he's a good friend and uh, definitely has increased and, and made my adventuring spirit uh, bigger and brighter. And so, um, and I mean, that was some really good advice there. Yeah. yeah. That, that the idea that you won't be able to remember what you did this weekend, unless you do something memorable. I was like, Oh man, when he said that, it was kind of like had an existential crisis over here. Yeah. Well, seriously, (laughs) think about how many times, um, you've come into work or, you know, gone home or whatever. And they're like, Oh, what'd you do last weekend? 
And it's like, what, what did I do last weekend? And that usually means you did yard work. Yep. You did uh, – you sat around and watched football games. <laughs> you sat around and watched, you know, some other sporting event. Sure. Um, you probably ate a lot or whatever. But um, yeah, you can't like remember it. Sunday night, know. I have to make my food for the week, yeah. you know, because I, I just – yeah, you know, a whole bunch of food in the weekend, and then I eat it throughout the week. But you like never remember, never. like every time, like what did you do last weekend? It's like, what did I do? And so, but one of those weekends when you're like, oh, well, I we went and did this trail, and this really cool stuff happened, and you know, my son climbed this boulder that was amazing because he has trouble climbing. You know, those type of things are exciting to it. Like those right. are memories, right? And um, you know, those are memories when you get home and and your kids are can we do that again? Can we go do this again? And, uh, you know, can we take our friends to this place to go camping or can we take our friends to go to this place to eat or this fun, you know, we take, I mean, we went to Hershey park (laughs) (laughs) one weekend when we first moved out here and it was, I still haven't been out there. Oh, you gotta go. I know. I gotta do it. It's the best. Like I, more power to them, the people who can go all day long. But they have, like, passes that you can do, like, night passes mm. that are from, like, 5 p.m. till the close of the park. And they're, like, half the price. That seems high um, speed. And that's what we did. We, we got a 4-year-old, 5-year-old, and a 7-year-old. So it was, like, kind of perfect, that 4 hours, because it took, you know, an hour and 15 to get up there. Um, but it was really cool. Like, they love those things, and they love those moments more than – you know, the cool new video game that you buy them and those type of things or <laughs> the tablets. And it's, it's, Hey, every time somebody comes, can we take them to Hershey park? Can we take them to Hershey park? Like, you know, and that's sure. what you love to hear. Like that had an impact on them. Mm-hmm. It's not, Oh, can we, you know, show them, uh, the new movie that we watched? It's, that's never something that my kids ask. Right. <laughs> and so, right. It's, can we go out and do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And so be active. Yeah. That's so cool. go and do, Yes, but, that's uh, what we'll leave you basically with here, guys. Is, yeah, uh, go and do. <laughs> oh, our, is that light flickering up there? It's probably because our battery is dying. Oh, okay. Well, so let's go yeah, ahead let's and wrap, uh, wrap this up. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> go team, save money. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, I'll post all of the links and things we talked about uh, in our subreddit, r slash gone trip and podcast, and uh, you know we'll try to get uh, try to get the video up, but uh, we'll get this podcast. Uh, 10 a.m. on Friday. So yes. you're listening to this. It's probably after 10 a.m. on Friday. It's after 10 a.m. on Friday. So nice. you're on. <laughs> yes. Uh, so if, yeah. uh, if it's actually, before Friday at 10 a.m., don't this, listen. It's actually Friday at 9 a.m. right now. So this is going up. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, it's right. Friday. The illusion. <laughs> yes, the illusion. It's Friday. <laughs> no, it's Wednesday in the afternoon. So, yep. But hey, everybody, you have a great one. Yes. And remember to make every trip an adventure. <laughs>